Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. I'm so happy to be joined with now Oscar-nominated filmmaker Alice Rohrwacher, um, who was just nominated for a live-action short for her beautiful short film, Le Pupil. Um, her past credits have included films such as Heavenly Body, The Wonders, which won the Grand Prix Award at Cannes, and uh, more recently, Happy as Lazaro, which also won the Screenplay Award at Cannes. Um, so in a way, the Oscar nomination is long overdue and much deserved considering her body of work. Alice, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Buongiorno. Um, I'd love to start with that Oscar nomination that you just received a couple of weeks ago. Can you share what it was like for you the day nominations came out? Were you watching in real time? Did a friend or someone text or call you? What was that day like for you? Um, io stavo connessa in real time, in tempo reale. I was connected in real time. And fortunately, I was connected on Zoom with the 17 girls who acted in the film. Everyone was in their homes, but we were all together, although remotely. And I must say that this made the nominations even more special because when they announced uh, Le Pupile, all the girls uh, on screen were cheering, were extremely happy. It was really amazing because I was on my own, connected, but not quite because I was with all of them too. And it was really, really emotional. And... Uh, it was a very pleasant surprise. I never thought it could be possible. We grow up with this idea of an Oscar as something far away, almost out of reach. And when you actually get there, you see that the reality is far better than your imagination. Absolutely. And I believe the Academy put together a little video of a bunch of the nominees seeing their reaction so it was so great seeing um you and all the girls um included in that um reaction video yes i was so emotional that uh, i was almost fluo red you know my cheeks were burning right um i'd love to start um with your involvement in this project i believe it's something that didn't begin with you, but actually began with um, a great admirer of yours, who is a producer on the project, Alfonso Coron. He came to you wanting to um, tell a story centered around the Christmas holiday. I know he um, wanted to produce a lot of shorts around the, the holiday season, and this was one of them that he wanted to partner with you on. Can you share um, what his desire was in wanting to tell this story told during this time of year and what made him want to partner with you specifically in telling this story? We met up at the festival of Venice with Alfonso Cuaron and that happened actually many years ago. I have always been a fan of his work 
persona sono stata anche una grande ammiratrice della sua umanità. On top of that, when I actually got to know him, I really appreciated his humanity. Um, I've always felt close. Although we didn't see each other very often, every time we met, it felt like meeting an old friend. So when he called me, I was touched, I felt emotional, because ultimately all movies are born of a, from a different need. Um, Niner need to share a story we want to tell. But in this case, it was also a tribute to a friendship. It was like telling a story to a friend. It is a different feeling, feeling. but it was perhaps even more precious, even more special. Because at the, at the basis of Le Pupille lies uh, the need and the desire to share a story with a friend. Mm -hmm. And it was based on a story, not just of any friendship, but of a specific one that you were inspired by, Elsa Morante and, um, is it Gioffredo? Gioffredo Fofi. Fofi. Yeah, I, and it, it was a back and forth, I believe, uh, uh, exchange between the two of these friends. Um, so can you share what compelled you by these letters to want to adapt it into this short film? Perhaps I liked the idea that this movie was born out of a friendship and it tells the story of another friendship between Elsa Morante and Goffredo Fofi. Then when Alfonso uh, told me about uh, telling a Christmas story, I thought of this letter that was about a cake. A cake that attracted so many wishes, uh, so many fantasies almost. A cake that everyone wanted, wanted for themselves. And the key question was how to share this cake, what to do with this cake. And I thought that the story was playful, but it was quite relevant to our world. It was contemporary. So I conceived the story around the girls because I think it is very important at our age to discuss what girls think, what they imagine, and the story of the cake, of course. Mm -hmm. The setting is definitely contrasted with the um, personality and the just emotions that the girls are feeling at that point in their life because they're forced to live in this very constricted, restrained environment where their emotions and their desires have to be under control. Um, but their natural spirit is very lively and free and um, they just want to explore and engage in a world of fantasy. Um, can you share what inspired you to sort of mix these two elements together to really um, okay. showcase the um, liveliness of these young girls to put them in this very constrained setting? Penso che era 
non è un caso che questo film è nato durante la pandemia. Because it narrates the story of these girls who were locked up in a room, basically. They couldn't move around, go out and do what they wanted. They are forced to look at the world from a window. And this was like at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone had to do that. And here, the girls are connected to the world through the radio, but the radio um, broadcasts terrible news about the world. And actually, these girls only want to be free, to have fun, to dance and to eat cake. So I thought it was interesting to contrast these two different worlds. And I thought it was closely connected to the girl's experience. I like the word pupil because pupilla in Latin well, is the student, but also it is the pupil, that is to say the, the little hole we have in our eyes. But pupilla also means girl. And so I was always fascinated by the fact that we human beings have small little girls who are free um, in our eyes, if you see what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that the title itself has such a double entendre, um, very smart. Um, I want to switch gears and ask you about um, your protagonist, Serafina, who's played by Melissa Falasconi. I believe this is her first acting credit. Um, so could you share how you found your lead for this film? The story of the casting is amazing because all of the girls were very good and all of the girls could be potential Serafine. When we um, selected the girls with the casting director, Clara Pulizzi, we didn't pick the protagonist. Actually, I didn't think it would be Melissa. We just chose some girls we wanted to work with. And only after two weeks, we assigned roles. And that is because since we were working with children, they needed to be aware that all of them were equally important, not just the protagonist. And also, the characters were born out of them, if you want. They, they weren't imposed top-down, but they were like flowers raising from the ground, growing up from the ground. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to switch gears and talk about your collaboration with with Disney, which allows your film to be seen quite possibly by the most people that any of your films have been seen by, by being on the Disney Plus platform. It's certainly an interesting marriage between you and them. Can you talk about um, partnering with Disney on this project? Uh, I matrimoni più strani sono i più riusciti, voglio dire. The strangest uh, weddings or unions are the most <laughs> successful ones, you know. 
Oh, talking about my parents, my mom is super tiny. She's a teach, and my dad is humongous. And I've noticed that in their um, union, which was a bit uh, funny, you know, a giant with a tiny little woman, um, wonderful things can happen. And the same goes for um, the Disney um, union. When Disney... Um, when Alfonso told me that Disney wanted to be involved in this project, for me, it was unbelievable because Disney uh, to us is somewhat of an abstract word. It is a word that you associate with uh, childhood, but it is also huge. And I was wondering how Disney could see this little story but I must say they really have been unbelievable partners. They worked uh, with us trying to support the freedom of this short film. And they accepted the fact that although it was meant for a platform, it, it was extremely rich. We um, shot in um, Super 16 millimeters. Uh, we switched formats. So really, we worked with photography, um, Lenovar, and we really did an outstanding job uh, in terms of shooting images. We knew, however, that it was for a platform, but we wanted to put the very same care for detail that you would use for films. And Disney gave us this opportunity. At any rate, what I'd like to say is that movies are always uh, the best at uh, the cinema. My suggestion is, at any rate, to invite your neighbours to come in and watch movies together to have a sort of collective and shared experience. Mm -hmm. And it's so great how right when you log on to the Disney Plus platform, your film is right there with the big title card. So I'm sure that has helped with attracting many people to your work, which is great. Um, well, my last question on the film is, at the end, we are all reminded of what the moral of the story is as the audience. Um, can you share if there's a specific message that you hope audiences take away? Um, la mora il racconto di Natale eh, che mi ha chiesto di fare Alfonso. Christmas tale that Alfonso asked of me prompted a question what is a tale about Christmas well it's something different because it has a moral this is the message of a Christmas tale having a moral and I liked the idea that um, Elsa Morante's letter finishes in this way um, Destiny ends up in mysterious ways. And so, at a time like ours, I wanted to stress the importance of destiny. And I'm not referring to destiny meant as individual or personal choices, but rather as uh, something that makes you feel complete 
oftentimes we tend to focus on individual destiny, but here it is about a collective, a shared destiny, because ultimately the cake ended up in the in the hands of the most humble uh, people, the chimney sweepers, uh, dogs, um, and the poorest of the poor. So ultimately the cake is shared. And this is the strength and the force of uh, destiny. And this is something I strongly believe in. And uh, I think it is quite heartening. Mm -hmm. Um, for my last question, I do want to ask about an uh, upcoming project of yours, La Chimera, I believe is the title, starring, of course, your sister Alba, as always, who you always work with, along with Isabella Rossellini and Josh O'Connor. Can you share what audiences have to expect from this next film of yours? Um this is quite a tragic but also funny story. And this is my attempt at telling a story that is about all of ourselves. It is about a great sorrow, but it tries to do so in a fun way, in a cheerful way almost. I met amazing actors like uh, Josh O'Connor, Isabella Rossellini, and Wagner also has a little role here, a cameo. Mm. And I worked with many non-actors as usual. I tried to mix, to blend in people whom in, who in normal life would never meet up, but they do uh, meet each other in the movie. Sounds great. And I believe Neon is releasing the film here in the US, hopefully for sometime this year. So that'll be exciting to see when it when it finally Thank comes you. out. Um, well, Alice, congrats again on your Thank Oscar you. nomination and best of luck next month, March 12th. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.